You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Pedro is here edition of Sharing Socks. I'm Southside Socks duty geezer Lee Allen. With me, my son and West Coast correspondent, Will. And we are celebrating a new manager for the White Sox, as is everybody. Um, and the disappearance of most of the coaching staff, but not the one guy we were hoping got kept. It was being kept. Um, I know we, we texted a little when, uh, Griffal got, um, uh, Announced, well, not announced officially, but when it became obvious he was going to be the pick, we were both kind of, huh, really? But now I'm kind of, hey, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a shot, guys. Obviously, this was the big news of the week uh, to hire the Royals bench coach, which sounds worse than it is because the Royals actually have our number. So <laughs> right. uh, we're bringing okay. in a guy from a team that we can't beat, even though they're terrible. Uh, I, I can't say that I was against this hire. I just, this was not on my radar. This was, no, a spot. It was really my choice. And of and course, of course, of course that went early. And, and I really thought, well, with a spot and nothing's going to happen until after the, the world series. It's kind of unusual that somebody coaching a world series team has, has already been hired somewhere. My, my other hope then was when the White Sox didn't announce, said, we're waiting till the end of the world series because Jerry's going to announce that he's hired Jim Click. Because <laughs> apparently <laughs> Click is not going to have his contract renewed in Houston because of just fights with the owner. Not because, I mean, he's oh. incredible. He's a great general manager, but they've got some personality clashes. Well, if he's going to be out there and available, <laughs> let's get him in there. Bye-bye, Rick Hahn. See you. 
but uh, no that would be a that would be a great thing um i love the delusion <laughs> i i think you should hold on to that it keeps you young uh but yeah that's obviously i i think not going to happen um but when it comes to our new manager you know was shocked didn't know who he was kind of bummed didn't know what i wanted it to be but sort of thought well it can't be that right uh, after watching his press conference, watching some of the phone calls he's made to the players. Impressive. 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 And most importantly, we as White Sox fans demanded more than anything a culture change. And Pedro Gripal is a culture change. And I think no matter what, a change for the better from what the culture was. I mean, it doesn't mean he's going to be a great manager, but – just from the way he talks, the way he talks to the players, the fact that we have a Spanish-speaking manager, it's uh. Yes, Tony Larusa spoke Spanish. He just didn't speak it to anybody. He just didn't choose <laughs> to do it, other than a chauffeur or something. Yeah, um, he seems to have a, a passion for the game. It seems like he's been waiting a long time for this opportunity. He's hungry. Uh, I loved watching a video. There's a great video on Instagram of him calling Eloy uh, Jimenez, just as sort of an introduction. And the conversation just goes how you want a conversation between a coach and a young player to go. And you can tell that Eloy is still holding on to some of the, I don't want to say trauma of the last two years, but you know, some of the disappointment at first in this conversation. And you can see Pedro sort of talking around it and managing that in a, a really lovely way. Uh, and he says one thing that I think is crucial in the phone call. He tells Eloy, communication is the most important thing we, we're going to have to do here. And that is such a stretch that's so different from the previous manager where it was, let's keep things under wraps, let's communicate essentially as little as possible to players, fans, everyone. Uh, it seems like Pedro's really coming in to take this opportunity, and he sees in these young guys a lot of potential that I don't think Larusa really ever saw and celebrated. Um, I'm hopeful. I'm, I feel stupid for saying it, but I'm hopeful. I, to me, the most important thing, and it's and it's easy to say and less easy to carry out, and we're not going to know until next year the reality of it. But he was very clear saying, we are going to hustle, we are going to work, we are going to X, Y, Z, all the things that a manager is going to say, we're going to do, every manager is going to say it. But then he went on, uh, and I don't remember the words, but if not, there will be consequences. And that's the thing. Uh there were no consequences under under Larusa, and then even when there was a change in management, yes, there was a big speech uh, that went on uh, from Miguel Cairo, saying, you know, either hustle or get out of the way. But then, Juan Mokata to pick one would have one of his where he decided to take the day off, uh, and and there were no consequences. He was in the lineup the rest of that day and the next day. They, he, and consequences have to be. You don't play. Maybe a consequence for you on Mankata is I'm going to make you play. <laughs> <laughs> that could be what we're looking at with him. 
Um, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, Miguel came in, said what he said, but still, regardless of Miguel stepping in, you're still dealing with the same culture, all the same coaches, that kind of thing. It's, it's not really a change in culture. This feels like it will be a radical shift, uh, for the White Sox clubhouse and in not any sort of dramatic or interesting way whatsoever. And I think that that is That's really, good really important. Yeah. I think these guys need a manager who's not going to be in the media, who's not going to say stupid things and, and not have their back when they do something. I'm looking at you. You're mean. Uh, I just, I just think he is going to be a much better manager of young men than Larusa by far. Not even. And he's, and he's got, he's got Charlie Montoyo, uh, as his bench coach to provide the experience that he doesn't have. I mean, he is himself bench coach, but he's the natural management experience that he doesn't have. I, I was listening. We're recording this on Friday, the off day before going back to Houston for game six of, of the World Series. A game which, incidentally, Houston goes into up three to two because of defense, purely because of defense. Great play at, at first base by a guy you don't expect to do well in Mancini and an incredible play in center field. Absolutely incredible. Uh, and, and the flip side of it was that, uh, that the Phillies who do not have a great defensive reputation. Their first baseman blew the play where they had a chance to get, uh, uh, Altuve at home in the eighth or ninth, ninth. So, uh, so defense. I love defense. I <laughs> love that happening. Yeah. I mean, anyhow, defense... I, I, we're doing this on a Friday, which is also my grocery shopping day. So I was listening to the score this morning on the way to and from my neighborhood jewel and those guys, uh, pretty positive about uh fall and about what they're seeing with the coaches and all the coaches being gone, et cetera. But what they were getting on very strongly, and I think fans in general will agree with this, is there's only so much the manager can do. This is a dysfunctional organization. And it's not just Rick Hahn or just Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams or Jerry Reinstorp. The minor leagues are awful. They don't bring anybody up. They don't train anybody fundamentals at the major league level are horrible, but you're supposed to learn that before you get to the, you're supposed to learn that little league, but you certainly should not be allowed through an entire major league, uh, minor league chain into the majors being unable to hit a cutoff man. And even if you're being newly converted over to the outfield, uh, those guys had 2020 at the special camp to practice that kind of thing. Uh, and it's terrible. I was shot at one point they were talking about Chris Getz as possibly being the new manager. And I thought, Oh my God, no, the man is horrible of the minor leagues. We have horrible minor leagues. There's a reason. And you're going to promote this man. Um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're exactly right. It's, it's, you know, trickle down garbage, really. Uh, it starts at the top and it goes all the way down. I don't think Grafal is in any way going to fix or reroute this organization. What we need for the time being is a guy who can come in and win despite the organization. Uh, this organization will never get better under Reinsdorf, under Hahn, 
under Williams. That goes all the way down. But at the end of the day, we do have a bunch of talented guys who with the right manager and the right fundamental defense-focused manager could turn out a very successful season next year. Provided Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it could. Provided we don't have 70 H's on the roster. Uh, and apparently, wow. <laughs> I know you noticed that Griffal was wearing number five. That's Josh Harrison's number. Uh, I guess they're sending a message to Josh. <laughs> And Jose is gone, so that's that's the uh, right side of the infield. I happen to be a Josh Harrison fan, and I understand if they replace him with my my dream, which is not going to happen. I know that is that they get Dansby Swanson and Tim moves over to second, and then I'm happy to see Josh go. I will wave <laughs> bye bye and thank him for his year. Uh, but they need. I think that they're going to go. Well, we've got we've got. Uh, Romy Gonzalez is ready and Danny Mendick, uh, and you know, he, he hit 300 for a week there. So he's bound to do that again for a season, even though once the league remembers how to pitch to him, he's through. Uh, Lenin Sosa, wow, he had 480 home runs in, uh, high school ball. I, 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 <laughs> none of these guys can play now. Sosa maybe eventually, uh, but you're also talking about a bunch of guys who have been coming up and learning the game on this dud, dead baseball true. team. That, that's that's I, absolutely true. I, I know it's somewhat naive of me to think that those guys are going to improve at any sort of accelerated clip. However, I do actually think it's possible. I, I think with, with great coaching – this is a team of raw talent. Even those guys you're listing who have not necessarily excelled at the major league level in any way. Uh, but they're not terrible baseball players. And if they can become fundamentally sound, if they can get a great major league hitting coach, if they can get a great major league defensive coach, good manager. Well, hitting coach, I guess, from Kansas City. Right, which is a hitting coach with that's not the, <laughs> not the that's not the heaviest hitting team ever, but maybe they're maximizing what they've got. I don't know uh, for sure, and they absolutely could be. I mean, I I want to sit here and talk about how bad Kansas City was and how you know these guys aren't going to get it done, but they got it done against the White Sox all year. So who who and am they I? Do, I mean, they, and what they've failed in, and of course they succeeded not that many years ago in a tiny market. Tiny market going uh, to two World Series in a row. It. Uh, meanwhile, of course, Han has said not, not during the press conference Thursday, but previously. Well, we're just not essentially we're not going to be in the free agent market for anybody that costs any money. Uh, but we're looking at trades. So I took a look at baseball trade values yesterday and jotted down the values on the White Sox players, and I. Mostly, it's exactly what you'd guess, but there are some surprises in there, and I thought maybe we could get into those uh, maybe after the break. Yeah, let's take a quick break. I'm interested to hear about this as well. I, I have not done this research. I'm a bad student, uh, but fortunately, you have, even though you are the geezer, still hitting the book, still doing the academia thing. I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, let's talk trade values when we come back on Sharing Socks. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to Sharing Socks. Talked about our new uh, sort of coaching lineup we've got coming up. I'm sure we'll get far more in-depth with that as as the season comes closer and more decisions are made. Uh, But let's do a little trade value talk. It's... uh... It's it's an interesting thing. Now we we fans normally we talk trade. We go, well, he can't hit, or he can't do this, or he can do this, or he's he's got a great, you know, he, he had a great year. Let's sell high. We look at just performance. BaseballTradeValues.com looks at performance, at predictive performance, which is done by many people. Fangraphs, of course, does has that kind of thing going to as do others. Uh, they look at salary. Because of that, you know, how much is this guy going to cost us? And they look at years of control. And they look at an injury history and probability. So they're taking big picture as best they can. And all of this stuff, you know, it's somebody's algorithm and somebody else does the algorithm and plunks it in in a different way and you get different results. But I thought it was interesting to look at the whole, I looked at the whole White Sox list. And you will guess who's number one is the most valuable trade chip of the White Sox, easily. Most valuable trade chip? Yeah. Cease. Yeah, Dylan Cease by a mile, yeah. 78. And by their scoring, 78.2. Number two, uh, Luis Robert. Makes sense. Years of control, a uh, little bit of health issues. Cease never even has health issues. Uh, but so much skill. Knock uh, on wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so much skill. Third is, is Tim. Uh, fourth is Andrew Vaughn, years of control again, got a lot of value there. Fifth, Aloy, and then there's kind of a batch of Aloy, uh, Liam Hendricks, Kopek, uh, and Giolito. And, and incidentally, I think Hendricks wants to be traded, don't you? Yes. The guy comes out and says, this defense stinks, and I've got to throw my ball pitch completely differently because this is such a terrible team behind me. And then comes out and says, we need a disciplinarian, which is saying, our guys are screw-offs, um, basically. I mean, it's a polite Australian way of saying it. Well, I, I, I think he wants to leave, except, you know, I think he was just being clear on what type of managerial hire that they need to get these guys yeah. in shape. Yeah. I don't think Liam Hendricks is unhappy in Chicago, and I think uh, he has embraced Chicago, and Chicago oh, has He's been embraced... a wonderful person, a wonderful citizen yeah. of the city. I, I think he likes being here. I think his frustrations, because Hendricks also actually – surprisingly strikes me as someone who's very intelligent, very intellectual. I think he is very observant and sees the kind of trickle-down garbage that we're talking about here. Uh, With the new manager, I'm not sure Hendricks wants to leave. I I think he is the kind of guy who, with a a culture change, is going to embrace that, Uh, unless the culture change doesn't really happen. If it sort of lags, then I think Hendricks probably – would want to leave. I'm a little surprised that they value, give him such a high trade value, but I guess a. Because he's only got one year left. Yeah, exactly. So, so it'd be a much higher trade value if there was team control. Oh, and I forgot, uh, Garrett Crochet uh, is also up in that group of uh, between 14 to 17 points of, of, of what they give. The other end, 
Now, you're going to know right. Okay, who, who's the lowest trade value of anybody that we're, we'd be talking about? Yuan Mokai. Really? I actually yes. would have picked someone else. Grandal is yeah. right there with him. <laughs> they're, 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 they're neck and neck, but Mokata's slightly, slightly lower. Just, I guess his performance was that much worse. Grandal. Although, you know, what Grandal do? Yuan is a very good odd number year player. So <laughs> he could come back next year. I also great. think, I also really do think Yuan is a guy who will absolutely excel under a better, smarter disciplinary manager. I do. Let's hope so. Next next worst guy who was the worst hitter in the major leagues for a long part of the season that he came out with was Leary. Okay, you know, you know you can't get rid of Leary. You got five point five million a year for, for two more years. You can get rid of Leori if you're willing to pay five point two five million dollars <laughs> to play against him. Yeah, I mean he's he has value. Uh then uh you know, Deekman's down at the minus four something. Kelly's down at minus four something. Pollock at minus three. The one that's surprising, this is the most surprising ball to me, Lance Lynn at a minus 4.6. They have him at less trade value than Jake Deekman. Wow, that's interesting. Um, I, I, he, They both have one year left, so it's not a yeah of team control. Of course, he's paid a great deal more. And I'm sure that's the biggest factor. That's got to be what it is. Also, I think just sort of the, you know, earlier this year when he came back, he was terrible. Um, so if they are looking at it's this skewed, past skewed year, his, his results. And, if, but I yeah. think also if you're looking at injury, yep, he's a very, very heavy mid thirties guy who who and came yes, back Bartolo completely Colon, out of shape, got away yeah. with it till he was 64. But it doesn't work for most pitchers. So I, I think they not. may be looking at that. Graveman is a negative. Again, I'm sure because he's getting nine million so next year. Yeah. I'm a, uh, I'm a little surprised that he's a negative with that just because he's a solid middle relief kind of guy, setup kind of guy. But he's not, a setup guy. But nine million is still um it's hefty, but nowadays it's not that hefty. Uh, but for a, a setup guy, that's that's still pretty high. And, uh, for fun, I looked at the Astros. Alvarez, an 87.7. Uh, Tucker, an 82.7. So both of those higher than anybody on the White Sox. Of course. Uh, Valdez. I was going to say Valdez has to be way up there. 68.8. Pena, 66. I mean, years and years of control of him. Uh, Javier. It was incredible with the no hitter. Yeah. History made there. These are all guys that are above everybody but Cease and Robert. Uh, Garcia. I mean, all the, the whole pitching staff, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. I was actually looking at Astros, uh, contracts yesterday, uh, just by coincidence. I didn't even realize we were going to talk about this just because I wanted to see how soon it might be that the Astros are bad again, because I would really love for that era to start sooner rather than not later. Gonna happen. It's not going to happen. No. I, I mean, it's going to take a, a whirlwind of inj- injuries to derail Houston over the next five years. It's they're They have so many young guys who are locked up for years and years that uh, uh, these guys all have huge trade values. They're not going to have to trade any of them. They're going to no. get to keep all of these guys. McCormick, who really can't hit much at all, 
No. It's even a 31.3, which puts him up above everybody but Anderson, Robert, and Cecil. And, of course, last night, I mean, that catch, did you – I don't know yeah, if you, the watched, catch you, were, is, you were playing softball last night. I don't know if you saw the catch. Amazing catch, game-saving catch. You know, who knows who would have won that game if he doesn't make that catch. But he, I mean, he's a guy who was not going to be the center fielder for a World Series team, but earned the spot because of his glove. And, man, he sure showed it off at the right time last And he night. hits okay. You know, he, he he's kind of Miles Straw, but hits a little better. For sure, absolutely, and and doesn't even hit that much better. But when you're when you're that good with the glove, you know it's you can you can look the other way on those things. It's that's why Luis Robert should be such an unbelievable player is because <laughs> he should have that glove, but also be a guy who can hit forty home runs a year. Uh, we just have not seen any production out of him. And and he played, and I know he was hurt. Particularly at the end, is where he couldn't swing the bat. Yeah, kept throwing him up there anyway, which wasn't really brilliant. But a lot of the season, he just looked like Moncada. I mean, just looked disinterested. He needed a Um, culture change. Needed a culture change. We got one of the things the guys on the score were saying this morning was, you know, maybe they need to rethink this idea of buying out the final years of their initial contract or their arbitration years. Because they've got all this money now, so maybe it's an incentive killer. Maybe, maybe you just don't. You care, but you don't care like you cared before, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. More interesting than the Astros, I looked at the Angels. Not the whole team, but a couple key ones. Anthony Rondon. Minus 132. That's more than all of the minuses. Well, he has to be. I mean, talk about a guy who went from being unbelievably valuable. I mean, his score has got to be affected by injury uh, more than anything else. Um, But that And and salary. I mean, that's a contract that I think broke the Angels again. (laughs) I think, you know, this is the Angels were putting it together. That contract is going to keep them from being a winning team. Shohei Otani, to a lot of minds, I think, while people may win the MVP, other people win the MVP, really the most valuable player in baseball, is only a 52, which is right along with Luis Robert, but he's only got one year of control. Remember, they just did a one-year deal. So I still think that that's why that is. I mean, it has to be why that is. It has um, to be. It still doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. because I think you can get anyone you want for Shohei Otani, even for one year. I think unless it's you have an, an elite player who is on a team-friendly deal, Shohei Otani, you you can get there, the, whoever you no want. Way, there's no way they're taking Luis Robert for Otani heads up or, or any equivalent of that. It's just not, not something like – or even – Tim and Blonde together. They're not, they're not doing it. If there was any inclination whatsoever that you could extend him, I would trade, I would trade Luis Robert for Otani today. Now, the real surprise, and you have to again go to salary and injury. Mike Trout, 14. Insane. Uh, His his White Sox equivalent uh, would be Giolito or Kopech. Who would you rather have? <laughs> I'll give you both of them. Would you rather have both Giolito and Kopech or Mike Trout? 
I would actually take half of Mike Trout in that deal. Uh, that's, but, but it has to be because of injury, and of course he's and, and money on a massive contract. Yeah, yeah. he's he's extremely expensive. Uh, injuries are a problem, but he produces so well when he's actually there. Uh, I'm I'm surprised his number is that low. Uh, a big part of that's just got to be that if you trade for Mike Trout, you're on the hook for three hundred million dollars. Um, has to, has to be, yeah. And he's he's booked until he's 39 or something like that. So that's got to be what that's about. Um, but oh my gosh, if you told me right now, if you were like, we'll take the Sox starting nine, trade him for <laughs> Tawny for one year and Trout Steel, the deal's signed by. I wouldn't even read the fine print. And, and I'll tell you what, to balance it out, we'll take Rondon. Well, no, now I'm not as interested. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad that contract is. But you got you to eat some of the money. <laughs> it's true. I, I've been doing a lot of research on what are the worst contracts in all of baseball right now. Rendon is not always number one on the list, but he's always one or two. Uh, the only person on the White Sox who's out there just because we don't sign guys to these 10-year uh, $400 million things is, is Grandal. Um, because and, and, and in fairness, the Grandal contract was fine for a couple of years. Yeah, and it certainly didn't seem An like overpayment, a bad idea. overpayment probably, but not a horrible thing. Yeah, uh, he's just deteriorated at such an accelerated rate. Um, but, yeah, I mean uh, – I'm not shocked by our trade values whatsoever. Uh, I'm shocked that Joe Kelly isn't even closer to the bottom. I I don't yeah. know what world he has any trade value. I would put him up there with Rendon. Why Why <laughs> would you Why would you ever trade for Joe Kelly? You're You're going to spend what eighteen I mean, million bucks or whatever to get a guy the, the who's going to have a nine ERA. Rick, Rick Hahn would have to find a sucker who was a bigger sucker than he was signing Kelly in the first place when you knew the man had a very serious injury from which he has never recovered and certainly had not recovered at the time you signed him. Yeah. It's like they never, they never had a doctor look at him. They never had, can you, can you throw a few balls for us? So we see how that shoulder is going for whatever the hell was wrong with him. It was, it was biceps or something, right? I I I, I, I what even was, but he couldn't throw. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm blown away that he's not actually the worst one on the White Sox list. because yeah. <laughs> he's got the, the lowest he's got the lowest ceiling even, which I guess they're not taking into account with these uh, quite so much. But but you know, Moncada's ceiling is still very high. Like he absolutely. Should, should still be great. I mean, look at him. He is a beast of an athlete. He should be great. Grandal, he's falling apart. So I get him at the bottom, but you never know. He could have a slight bounce back year even. Kelly is not going to have a bounce back year. <laughs> Kelly's done. And and I actually kind of like Joe Kelly, even though he's a jerk, but he's done. And uh, it blows my mind that they give him any sort of trade value whatsoever, which they don't. He's negative trade value, but still, uh, it it is pretty shocking to me that I think the Joe Kelly contract is the worst one we have. I mean, it's it's useless. It is just money down the toilet. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, now, now that now that Keiko's gone, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the worst. 
<laughs> yes, of course. You know, Keiko was. That, that's I even and, forgot and, about him. And, and Kimbrel. I mean, we Kimbrel. Han Han was on a hot streak with pitchers. <laughs> All I'll say, yeah, true. Getting Kimbrel was the mistake. I, I'll say getting rid of Kimbrel for Pollock. I'm still fine with that trade. I, I know Pollock wasn't very good, but my goodness, whatever I whatever I had to do to not watch old Spider Arm come out there and blow five <laughs> runs in the ninth. Uh, or in the eighth, rather, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'll take the 240 uh, bad outfielder. I, that's fine with me. Whom we owe another 13 million dollars to for uh, next season. And well, he's and, he's got unless gonna... he opts out, <laughs> opting out. <laughs> no, he'd have to be a fool to opt out. I think. Um, so maybe he's a fool. I don't know. Uh, but that's pretty much all the time we have for this week. Do you have any final thoughts before we sign off? Now, a uh, World Series ends, I'm guessing, Saturday night, really, but it's certainly going to be over by Sunday, which means that free agency starts by Monday. First five days, you can only negotiate with your own team, so it doesn't really open up till the following weekend. Uh, and, of course, in recent years, nobody gets signed as soon as it opens up. But then we get into the whole thing about who gets tendered and non-tendered and uh, options that are or are not picked up. I'm sure Tim's is being picked up. I'm pretty sure they're not going to take uh, Josh's, which I think will prove to be a mistake because they will not. If they went out and got a, you know, one of the star shortstops and moved him over, by all means. Uh, if they got Colton Wong, I mean, there are a couple possibles of, of good trades, but they're not going to do it. Yeah, They're, they're, yeah. they're going to go with, we got these three yeah. guys in the minor leagues, and boy, they're great. Yeah, and uh, the good news for Josh is he played well enough this year that he's still going to be a major leaguer next year. So we'll still get to watch Josh Harrison play somewhere. Um, and yeah. enjoy the game. I love the way he loves the game. I know. If they oh, were and the other, of course, the other them. question that we'll get into maybe next week or on out is the right field debacle, uh, where they're going to go. Well, uh, Oscar Colas it's it's our right fielder of, of the future, so we can't sign anybody now because it'd only be for a few months before we have somebody. <laughs> and, uh, besides which, we can always put Vaughn and Sheets back out there because they they were only the two worst outfielders in the history of Major League Baseball, and so we're okay. And, well, we just gotta hope that our new guy Pedro Grafal has some things to say. Has some law to lay down. Pedro, welcome to the White Sox. Won me over this week, man. I'm rooting for you. I, I would have rooted for you anyway, but really impressed by by the way you've gotten things started. I hope you keep it up. I really do. I would love for this to be an amazing find of a manager. And honestly, I think it could be. I realize I'm saying this on November 4th during the World Series <laughs> of a season in which we had one of the most iconic, uh, disappointing seasons of all time. But I think this guy could actually turn it around. He could be what we need. So, and he, and be, and he could be for a long time. Could be. I mean, Absolutely. he's aging enough. He could, he could be Al well, Lopez uh, come back to life. So welcome to Chicago, Pedro. We're rooting for you. You're always welcome to reach out to Sharing Socks. I know you listen already. Uh, you're always well. You're always welcome to reach out if you need any uh, advice, have some questions answered. Uh, I'm hitting about 950 uh, in in my Tuesday softball league, so 
hitting coach. I know you're, you're, you've already got one, but if you want, you know, just like another backup, uh, <laughs> I, I'm around, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm actually am feeling a, a little bit of hope about the White Sox, whether that's completely ignorant or not. Um, and, Next time we talk, there will be a World Series champion. So uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week on Sharing Socks.